It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to a beautiful sunset as I look to the west, past the Kenwood Town Center, stepping into a fine Thursday night. My man Lance McAllister always leaves the studio nice and crispy clean and smells sanitized, martinized, and that's good. Lots to get to. I say it with Sterling. How you doing? Uh, Gamble and Finn, I guess, are supposed to normally be here, but they're not. They're taking some time. There are issues. There's a bad fin. There's some eyes on repair, and so I'm here to make sense of things, and since normally in the weekend afternoons I'm here, and Red spent a lot of time playing in the weekend afternoons, it gives us some more time together. Uh, I have a number of things I want to get to later. We'll talk on space news, uh, issues with the moon, and some other stuff. Uh, Michael Wall from Space.com about 11.35. At 10.35, Kevin Carr going to give us some fresh movie reviews. Uh, yeah, right for the weekend. Uh, we'll talk to him with the fat guys, the movies.com. To start, I uh, how's the best way I can say this? Since the tornadoes that ripped through a uh, por- great portion of the Miami Valley, a lot of people still digging out from under that, uh, completely having to rebuild, relocate, and everything else. We uh, count myself uh, and my family lucky, generally speaking. Some dings and dents to the roof, which uh, with the recent r- rains today and big winds again over the last couple of days, but today especially, I found that the initial estimation uh, and uh, observation of the roof by the adjuster and whatnot uh, it was incorrect. I've got some rain in the house, which is not how you like it, but uh, we'll recover. Small potatoes generally. Uh, but in the midst of all this, the last couple of weeks in cleanup and everything else, like a whole lot of people, uh, eating out uh, rather than at home has been uh, an all too regular thing. Often bad food, relatively speaking, that is food in a bag from a drive through, which leads me to the dilemma that I am dealing with now. And uh, if you uh, if you've worked in fast food in the past, if uh, you go to get yourself some fast food, drive through type food, or even like the, the Uber Eats or whatever that often is from the drive through, 
I, I, I need your insight and some guidance. Or maybe just a, a bit of understanding. Here's, here's the thing. Six of the last seven times I've gotten food at the drive-thru, I kid you not, the order has been a disaster. Six of seven. That's not a good percentage if you're going for accuracy, which means that even going back to the 80s, Joe Pesci was right about what happens to you at the drive-thru that I can't say here on the big one 700 WLW in the spine Thursday night Sterling. This is what I want to know. If you've worked in the drive-thru, if you worked in fast food, if you've worked in, in some type of food service situation, maybe I'm missing something. I don't know if something's changed. Maybe people are stressed out. Maybe they don't give a damn about the job that they do, generally speaking. I, I don't know. If you work in the drive-thru or have you worked in fast food, do you not go to the drive-thru? Is there a special code that you have to give so that they know, hey, th- this is a cool dude? Uh, he knows what's going on. We'll make his order or her order okay, and everybody else can just screw off and good luck with what, you know, that's like uh, playing Russian roulette when it comes to food in a bag. I, I mean, it's just bewildering. And it's not like, oh, it's completely a different order. It's like they've been completely indifferent to what I've asked for. And I know there's big, major issues in the world that are going on, but let's be honest, I'm not going to solve any of those here. We're not going to solve those tonight, but this could at least have a level of understanding here. Uh, oftentimes, I will run in to the store to get the food in the bag to go because I realize the drive through sometimes is not as fast as you would think with fast food. I get it. Made-to-order stuff, different types of foods now. Okay, I grasp that. I don't mind waiting a little bit longer at the drive through But you have one, and, and I don't, I'm trying not to be angry and, and uh, loud and obnoxious about this. But you have one purpose when you're working in the food preparation situation and throwing out the window in a bag to somebody. And that is if they say they want A, B, C, and D, then you put A, B, C, and D in the bag. And this is the thing I don't understand. So they'll ask you to repeat it. They'll ask you to check the screen I will check the screen. I'll say, yes, the screen is correct. They'll say, thanks, pull ahead. And after they've checked it and I've checked it and we've conversed about it, how the hell do they still get the order wrong? I mean, it is unbelievable to me. So someone, please, let me in on this. There's a whole lot of people who have worked in food service. I've had friends who work in it in all types of ways, from chefs to people in the drive through to uh, managing stores or whatever else. And I love my fast food. I don't need to go through my favorite menu items from different stores, although that could be a nice turn to have a little fun tonight. But I, I just want to know, how do you get the order right when you go to the drive-thru? Or is it just one of those, you kind of, it's a crapshoot, you're taking the convenience, you're not, you know, you don't want to drag your ass out of the car, so it's just what happens, you expect it's a crapshoot, 50-50 shot, they're going to get it right or not. But if I say lettuce, tomato, extra pickle, and mustard on a sandwich, and I get ketchup and a pickle, or ketchup and cheese, or a whole lot of mayonnaise, there's nobody paying attention. The fries are right, the drink is right, or some semblance of both. Is there a code word? What, do, do people who work in the drive-thru not go to the drive-thru? Because if this is, you know, people are getting jobbed every single time or six of seven times. That's what, seriously, six of seven. You know when I got it right in the last day? On the way here tonight, 
but I had it last night and it was wrong again. 513-749-7000. Put a one in front of that unless you're using a mobile. You don't need it. That's 800, the big one in pounds, 700 on AT&T. The AcuteHearingCenter.com phone line's open right now. I mean, this can be a catharsis. This can be some healing. I can hopefully bring some people together to be in a better place. I love the fast food. I do. Whether it's a Wendy's or whether it's McDonald's or whether it's Burger King. I mean, there is no shortage of Long John Silver's. Holy crap, if I could get some hush puppies, it'd be good right now. But someone please help me understand. And tell me truthfully, honestly. Because I realize you know, mistakes happen. I'm a 2% pill baby. Pill was 98% effective. Two swimmers get by. One of them gets you to your Thursday night on the big one. That's me, Sterling. But if you work in the drive-thru, if you've worked in the fast food restaurant, do you not go to the drive-thru? I mean, seriously. I, 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 I'm bewildered by this. I, I, mean, I, I understand it's a high-pressure job. It's fast. You're dealing with grease and deep-fried stuff, and there's people that are rude. I try to, And I, I'll get into the idea also about pleasantries and being friendly and decent to people because I also had something go sideways in the last week that makes no sense to me. And that's all I try to do is treat people like I'd hope someone would treat me or someone that I care for, that golden rule kind of thing, which apparently is out the damn window. Quick break, we'll come back. Chuck, Todd, and others, room for you. A couple lines open. The acutehearingcenter.com line phone uh, is available for you now. 749-7800, the big one, pound 700 AT&T. How do you get the fast food order right at the drive-thru? Do you just not go to the drive-thru? And why is it that it can't be done correctly? Six of seven times screwed up. What am, I, I'll admit it. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm part of the problem, even though I want to be a part of the solution. I'm glad you're along. There's lots to get you on your Thursday night, Sterling. Glad you're here on the Nation Station, 700WLW.org. Sterling hanging out, 700WLW, your nine first warning forecast. 50 tonight, clear. It's actually uh, almost cold out. Uh, it was warm, and then now it's uh, seeming more like spring. I uh, got my bald head. I had to put on, like, a tube hat. It's getting cold. Uh, sunshine, 74 for your Friday, 58 into your Friday night to Saturday overnight, 79 chance of storm Saturday into Sunday, 68 Sunday middle 80s. That's Father's Day, hopefully a good one. Still a chance of some showers or storms is in a general pattern here. And then uh, I, I can't talk about a Monday on a Thursday. It's crazy. Uh, that, I think that covers you through Sunday. Uh, 57 now, your severe weather station, 700 WLW. Glad you're along. Uh, I got a real simple question. And we'll get into some more serious things later. But I have had the worst run of the uh, experience at the drive-thru and even going in for fast food stuff in the last two weeks, give or take. Uh, and I've eaten more bad food in the last couple of weeks than, than in a while because we had no power for like seven, eight days or whatever. But seven of eight trips, or six of seven, I think is what it is, six of seven trips to the, the drive-thru, uh, they, they've gotten the orders wrong. Completely wrong. Off. Like, not even, like, the wrong order. Like, they, they just were like, forget about what you've said. We checked the screen. We're giving you what we want to give you. So I guess my question is, do they not give a damn? Uh, they always say, oh, do the survey. Do the survey. You can get yourself a sandwich. What's the point of doing the survey? I don't even, what, what is the point, really? And, and then the other side is, if you work in fast food or you work at the drive-thru, do you not go? I mean, that's the thing. You, I'm guessing these people aren't going because they're not giving the food right out the window. They have to know. Now, I, I don't even want to go. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. the big one pound, 700 AT&T. I mean, it's not a lot to ask. 
I, I, I'm bewildered by because they have multiple checks. Is the order on the screen correct? And they'll repeat it back to me. And I go, yeah, okay, you missed this, or that's perfect. Thanks very much. And then off in, they take the money. The next window, they go, hey, good luck to you, bastard. You got, uh, we don't care what we gave you. It's crazy. Cleves, Chuck, 700 WLW with Sterling. Rob's up after you. What's going on, Chuck? Take a deep breath. <sighs> there you go. Okay, okay. I'm guessing you live in Dayton or somewhere near. In and around, yes. Okay, I I drove through there that Tuesday morning, hours after all that happened. Yep. Very devastating. Oh, it's insane. It it, it really is, and I'm still shocked by it. Driving, um, almost there are areas where I used to ride my bike to and from, like Putt Putt, where I used to work, or where Hare Arena used to be. It's still there, but in bits and pieces, and. Uh, it, it, it will never be when it comes to – I never realized, I guess, the best way I can say it, Chuck, is a lot of the trees and things and, and the stuff around you, you don't pay much attention to until it looks like something just sheared half of them off here or there or ripe. Like, exactly. It, yeah, it, it was it's crazy. Bad. Yeah, it's, it's insane. And I, I can't – Go ahead. I drove through Trotwood, too, and that was that was pretty bad, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, from Beaver Creek to, to Brookville to, I know, like, uh, was it uh, Salina, I think, had some problems or something like that. I mean, it, it's just horrible. There's a lot. And I know I'm complaining about fast food, but it is just insane to me. I, 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 six of seven trips. And I'm like, you got one thing to worry about. All I'm wanting, just help me with the food in the bag. Somebody help me. I got three points to make. Yes. One, they're, cat, they're high school kids trying to get through summer. Right. Two, they're probably going through the same thing you are. Right. Not worse. Sure, probably. Some of them. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call. Working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Three. Three, if you were to check it before you left, then you could say, hey, look, you got it wrong. That's true, too. So I, I that, so it's partially on me. And I see, you know what's funny, Chuck, is I just had this uh, conversation with my neighbor. He goes, you know, man, they're, they're dealing with a lot right now. Well, I'm dealing with a lot right now, too, and I'm in here talking to you, and I'm not screwing up much worse than normal, probably. So I just, I mean, you know, it's a really, why even check, why even just, let me just drive through and say, here's eight bucks, just uh, fill the bag up, and we'll call it, you know, a day. I just, I don't know. Chuck, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you, and uh, and the, the kind words. And, and and I know there's a lot of people dealing with a lot of stuff, but I just don't understand it. It, it, it. You have one purpose. Fill the order and get it out the window. I don't even mind waiting longer if you get it right. Rob, 700 WLW, then Mick up after you. What's up, Rob? Oh, not much. How are you? I'm all right. Is there a special code word to get it right at the drive-thru? And do drive-thru workers actually go to the drive-thru? Because I'm guessing they must not. 
Well, that I don't know. Uh, I've been in food and beverage for about 25 years, and probably the biggest problem is, uh, in a lot of ways, they don't give a damn because if you lose a job one place, you go next door and get get the same job, you know. Right. Uh, another issue that they have working in this field, the menus have gotten way too expansive for the um, the, the amount of time they have to put it together. And any time you make a substitution on any kind of a menu item, whatever it is, you know, no pickles, extra pickles, it screws them up. Yeah. Uh, that That's a big issue. I mean, uh, my wife, for an example, she always orders things special. Her order is always wrong. I order what's on the menu. I get it, you know. So that's a lot of it. Well, no, I, I guess you're. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. But I should, if they say you can order it your way, by God, I should be able to get it my way. I mean, don't tell me I can do it and then don't do it for me. You know what I mean? I guess nothing oh, I else in the life works that way unless it's governmental. I mean, seriously. Oh, I know, and <laughs> it's just it, it's the amount of. I, I really have to say it's the menu items. There's too much stuff on it. I mean, you go through these places, you have 50 choices of things, and you've got. Uh, people are creature habits. Man, I'm not defending them. I no, just, yeah. it is what it is, and uh, that's part uh, of it. All right, so, then, and, and you know what? They've just caught me in a bad time because I, I, I just—that's all I'm wanting is like, you just get that one thing right. Yeah. I, you know, and I mean that's all. Otherwise, don't tell me you're going to do it. Why even? T- that's Rob. I appreciate the call, and that's great perspective, and that's reason, and that's rational, that's thoughtful, and, and apparently I, I, I'm beyond that right now. I, why ask me? To, re- you know, to repeat it or to check the screen and, and then go through it through a third time to check it for me to have to check at the window and have 20 people behind me. It, it's ridiculous. I, I just I, Now I feel like I should never leave the house. I should start doing this show from there. Finneytown Mix, 700 WLW, I appreciate you holding on. Yes, uh, I mean, it takes me back 30 years, uh, 1989. Lethal Weapon Two. That's right. Joe Pesci. That's right. They will. Uh, the witness is being taken through the through the drive through. He doesn't get what he ordered. He tells uh, Rick Merton Riggs, he "Goes, let me tell you guys something. Let me tell you guys something. Never go to the drive through, okay? Because they blank you at the drive through because yes. they know that you're going to be miles away before you figure out that you've been blanked." Yes, that's correct. And, and he was right then. That's right. I understand. Okay, it's the 30 years ago. So now you're making me not only feel old, but also crotchety because I's bitching and moaning no, and whining. No, nothing's ever going to change. It's 89, 99, 09, 2019. It's always going to be this way. It's well, just always going to be this so way. So I guess here's the question. And, and, and I don't know, have you ever worked in the drive-thru by chance? I have not. My brother did. My brother did. Does it, now, does he get food at the drive-thru? What I'm dying to know is that p- if people work in the drive-thru, do they go? And if they do go, what do they tell the person who's taking the order so they get it right, or do they avoid it like the plague? Because it, He was, he was I, well, I'm going to plug in, it was for Hardee's, and he was the biscuit maker, and oh. he knew, and other people knew him, they would ask at the drive-thru, who's, who's working? Mm. And you would have certain people that you would know, and it was probably, uh, to say it, it was not who was working, it was who wasn't working. Absolutely. You know, if, if Steve's doing it, no problem. Is Mark, oh, okay, never mind, I'm fine, I'm good, that's fine. Or maybe, like your previous caller said, tweak it and don't go anything off the menu. Just make certain it's the most basic thing you can get a hold no, of. That makes good sense. Mike, I appreciate the call. Thank you. All right, uh, your 930 report straight away. Michael and a Mike and a Kevin and a couple lines open room for you. I want anyone, I, I, I want to know, 
you, your kids, your husband, your wife, maybe you own a fast food place, a chain of them. I, I don't know. What's the code word? Is there a code word or is it just avoid the drive through? Do drive through workers go to the drive through? That's all I want, because I just don't Why have it if it's not going to get the order? Am I the only one who's getting screwed royally on a regular basis here and not in a good way? Your 930 report, uh, the news straight on. Matt Reese has that sterling coming back. Lots to do. Uh, fat guys of the movies, Kevin Carr, going to join us later. Michael Wall also from Space.com. Hang out. Glad you're along. For Gambling Finn, I'm Sterling. This is 700 WLW. Sterling hanging out fine Thursday night, 700 WLW for Gamble and Finn. So I've been uh, whining and crying and complaining, bitching and moaning about the drive through situation. I've had six or seven trips. They've not gotten their order uh, correct. And, and I, I'm just bewildered by it. I, I don't know why it's so difficult. I, it's got to be deliberate. It's got to be indifference. And, and I don't know how you necessarily fix it. Uh, and if you've worked fast food, if you've worked in the drive-thru, do you go to the drive-thru? I gotta know. 513-749-7800, the big one, pound 700 AT&T. Your chance to get interactive also, uh, if you're on Twitter at Sterling Radio, you can follow along. The AcuteHearingCenter.com phone line's open right now. Kevin Carr gonna join us in just about an hour, talking about what's new with the movies. He's one of the fat guys at themovies.com. Later, new space stuff. There's stuff going on up there. Some we know about, some we don't. Michael Wall knows. Uh, we'll talk to him uh, about 1135. Uh, and, and as far as jobs go, we're Apparently not getting it right, right is, well, there's a penalty in some cases. And I guess here's the other question for you now, is what other jobs can you just not give a damn about or screw up? And it, there's, there's really, it's in, it, mostly in, impunity. I mean, you get away with whatever you want. Uh, and here's an example that may or may not be right. And you don't want to piss off the mailman or the letter carrier. No disrespect to women who carry the letters around and deliver it. It's it's a tough job through rain, sleet, snow, etc. Uh, good neighborhoods, bad neighborhoods, you name it. Uphill, downhill, uh, whatever. A uh, story out of Norfolk, Virginia is amazing. Uh, a judge there sentenced a former letter carrier. So apparently this uh, letter carrier got kicked to the curb, got fired, and five hours in jail. Five hours in jail because she hid in excess of 5,000 pieces of mail in her house because she said it was just too much. It was too time-consuming to deliver it all. I get that. And most of that 5,000, my guess is, is junk mail, which is most of what the, the postal workers have to deal with on a regular basis. But, I mean, it's the nature of it. Uh, but that's just amazing. I don't know why you just keep it at the house. It just reminds me of that Seinfeld or whatever. Newman, like, had all the mail hidden or whatever else. Apparently some of the mail had been opened, but they say nothing that they could detect had been stolen. And I suppose uh, they'd be, you know, going to uh, distribute that post-haste after that whole thing. And all, all, by the way, after the five hours, three years of probation. I, I guess that means as long as she doesn't screw around with somebody else's mail, she's probably okay. I, I just want to know, what other job is it that you can just fairly consistently screw up and nobody cares? Or nobody does anything. I mean, how bad do you have to screw up? And drive through people, please help me. Is there a code word? What can I do to get it right at the drive through Or just avoid it? My guess is you don't go. Because if I'm not getting it right, how, are they, how do they know that it's not somebody trying to say they're in the drive through Please hook me up. I know what you're dealing with. It sucks in the window. 513-749-7800, the big one at pound, 700 AT&T. Kevin, it's your turn with Sterling on the big one. Mike, Paula coming up after you. What's up, Kevin? Hey, how you doing? I'd just like to chime in a little bit. Yes. I want to dig a little deeper. Yes. I think it all starts at the house. Yes. When these kids are growing up, they're not taught a good work ethic. They don't do chores. They don't wash baseboards. 
and then they go into the workforce, and they just don't, like you said, they don't give a damn. Maybe that's it, but but here's the thing. Somebody's in the window. They ask repeatedly what you've ordered. They Please read the screen. Is it correct? Yeah, it's correct. Not that it matters because a window away, they're going to throw it at me, and it's going to be wrong. Yeah, they, they just don't care, and I see it. In the, come, these kids come up in the workforce everywhere, not just fast food. Yeah, and it's not all, even, they're it's, all horrible. It's not even and just kids. It, it, it's, it's just strange. You said as a teacher, what now? I'm sorry. Uh, no, I'm just saying it's just, it's just all across the board. It's just it's sad. Yeah, maybe no pride in it or, or something along those lines. See, that's the other thing. And Kevin, I appreciate the call. I, it may be difficult to believe as you listen to this, but I, I work hard at this. I put time into this. I prep. I read. I absorb things. I formulate thoughts, and then sometimes I regurgitate my thoughts in a halfway intelligible manner for a couple pennies on the hour. Uh, but I'm trying to have fun. It's like free money to me. But I, I take pride in it. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? I, I come out here and, and, and I feel good, or at least I try to do uh, good rather than bad. Why even do the job then? That's the thing I don't understand. If you don't like it and you don't want to do it right, go somewhere else and do something else. 513-749-7800, the big one, pound 700 AT&T. Am I out of base? Am I out of my mind? Anderson, Mike, tell me what you're thinking. Am I making sense? That's all I want to do is make sense and get some answers. Oh, I think you're right on the, right on the nose there. Hey, it's getting worse and worse. You know, if you remember back to the days when, at least I was younger, working at McDonald's, you had the food before you you even got your change back because it was pre-made. Now, people complained about it, and boy, did that change things. But you got it. It was less than 10 minutes old. It wasn't bad. Now they cook it, sit it in warmers, and it sits there forever, and no one seems to care. It's a weird thing. Is there any other business, though, that you can screw up that regularly and – still be okay i mean that's that's the thing that's weird to me i would say the government that's about it <laughs> bureaucracy <laughs> Mike, i appreciate the call that's strong paula 700 wlw how's batavia right now uh batavia is pretty quiet right now good good so if you worked in the drive-through can you give me some insight yeah. a glimmer in a gleaning to understanding and making sense of this well, my experience was many, many years ago at a restaurant called Burger Chef. I don't oh. know how many people remember that. I remember that. I used to always <laughs> get the shake and the fry. I love the fries, too. Yeah. Yes. Um, I worked both drive through register, making the sandwiches. So back then, um, the customer was always right. No matter what the customer said, the customer was always right. And that philosophy has just gone by the wayside. Now, and here's the problem with that. Now, I, I am well aware. I've, I've worked in, in some public service fashion in, in different – almost every job I've had in some way has been engagement with public. And I know the, the public is not always right. The customer is not always right. But, I mean, you know, here I want this, this, and this. They go, you want this, this, and this? Yeah, pull ahead. And then they go, here's this and something else. Good luck. Yeah, I mean, that's just bewildering to me. Exactly. I understand. Believe me, I have the same problem. Um, I even have the same problem going inside a restaurant. A lot of times there's one particular restaurant. Every time I go in there, they get my order wrong, and I try my best to check it before I leave. No, wait, wait a minute. Is, is, is it us? Is it something about the way we look? Is it the way we speak? Is it the way we dress? Do we seem like we're just suckers that we can be beat down? See, that's the thing. I'm starting to feel like and, – and, and this is the problem I'm running into, Paula. I, I, I'm getting to the point now where it's like I feel like I'm being targeted, and I know I'm overthinking it. I know I'm not right. special. I'm not a snowflake. You know I mean? I'm not like every snowflake is individual or whatever. No, I'm just a dude trying to find my way in the world. Paula, please help I understand. me. I sympathize with you. <laughs> but I just wanted to say that it's uh, like a, a caller said earlier. 
things are different today than they were back then, and people cared more um, about what they were doing. And as far as your question about any other job, yeah. I would want to say um, the weathermen. <laughs> right, but there's no exact science to that. I, I mean, I get it. And, and I, yeah, that's true. But, Paul, I appreciate the call. I mean, you can't hate on, like, you know, uh, Catchmark or, uh, you know, Rob. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No If, in fact, the weather isn't as nice as they said it was going to be or it was a little worse than they said it was going to be because, you know, it is, it's a toss-up. But they do an amazing job, generally speaking, and... That, that that's nature things happen that's that's but if you're like just putting stuff together it's like if i order a, a you know a, a blue or a gray car and they go to deliver it and they're showing me the car and i use that because i've worked in the business before and you kind of look at the oh, it's supposed to be gray like, oh no it's blue it was supposed to be gray they go oh well, holy crap we, we'll get a gray well we don't have a gray one at this store we'll get one at the other store everything will be fine uh, give me 45 minutes or whatever it is uh, we'll hook you up we'll give you another year oil changes and everybody's happy in the end that, that, that's a different scenario I, I, rod brian jim bill room for you i'd like to hear from some ladies on this it's not just the drive-through it's everywhere but i i don't know what the deal is and, and i thought at least there's something upside of this conversation that we're having is this at least i know that I'm not alone, that I am not the sole target of the abuse of this, because over the last week to 10 days, I've started to take it personally. And I realize I don't think it has anything at all to do with me at all whatsoever. 513-749-7800, the big one, and pound 700 at your chance to get interactive. What jobs can you do and screw up, maybe on a regular basis, and no one cares. Nothing happens. Is there anything where there is no retribution or a penalty to pay for that? Or maybe we just don't notice. Maybe these drive through workers do get pain. They do get suffering. Maybe they do get kicked to the curb. I don't want anybody to get fired. I just want my lettuce, tomato, extra pickles, and mustard on my sandwich correctly. That's all I'm asking. Is that too much? It's your Thursday, Sterling, 700 WL. You Milford. Sam and Sterling hanging around. Fine Thursday night. 700-WLW. Reds in action. Texas Rangers coming in town to get out of the Great American Ballpark for the weekend, including Father's Day. Should be a good one. U.S. Open uh, going at it right now. They are Pebble Beach. Uh, Tigers still playing. Ricky Fowler there at five under. Uh, what else you got here? Uh, Piercy's at four under. Tiger, I think, is still a one under or so. And uh, they're still getting, they got daylight out there. So that's what they can do out in that part of the world. Uh, lots to get to a little bit later. Kevin Carr going to join us about uh, 1035, talk about what's new with the movie. So it's uh, not waste our time or money. That's why he takes the hit for us. Doing, uh, what he does is one of the fat guys of the movies.com. And we'll also talk to Michael Wall from space.com. Uh, about uh, what's new in space. And, and apparently th- there's some weird mass they've just found, and they don't know if it's been there a long time or what exactly happened, uh, that it's on the surface of the moon. I'm interested in that. I, I love space stuff just in general, out in the cosmos. So we'll pick his brain about 1135. So hopefully you'll be there for that, or you can check out the podcast, which will be up after the show, per normal. So hang out. Uh, we've been talking about a few things here, and, and I'm just curious. But man, I've had bad experience at the drive-through. Uh, that's not necessarily all that uncommon, but the frequency of which it has occurred to me in the last week to ten days is honestly bewildering. Like six of seven times, they have screwed it up. 
and not just the same place. It's not like they go, oh, it's that bald dude again. Boy, he's an annoying SOB. Just throw some stuff in there, and he'll come back because he's stupid. I, I don't know what the problem is. Uh, the acute hearing center, uh, dot com phone line open, 749-7000, the big one, a pound, 700 at So in addition to that and wondering how you get the order right at the drive-thru, besides apparently just keeping it as it's on the menu and leave it alone, they're apparently good at that, and I'd had a stretch where it was good for a while. So I, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, very stressful the last couple of weeks in the drive-thru. Hard to say. And it's happened here in Cincinnati. It's happened in the Dayton area it, it, in between on a couple of occasions. Tonight I got lucky. They got it right, I, I think, almost uh, almost perfectly. Uh, it, it, it's weird. I didn't even know how to react. And then I al- it almost took the steam out of me uh, coming on here and complaining about stuff. But I'm wondering what other business, what other job, what other activity can you get wrong that regularly and uh, have no penalty or consequence? And it, medicine's even interesting to me and for a host of reasons. One, because you heal people and uh, help people become more uh, comfortable. But they call it practicing medicine for a reason because they're practicing. It's not necessarily an exact science. And, and I get that. But throwing some stuff on a bun, wrapping it up and putting it in the bag, that's as basic as anything there is. It's like, uh, I'd like water. What kind? I'd want water in a glass. So how do you deal with that? Amelia Bryan, 700 WLW with Sterling. Jim and Bill coming up after you. Brian, what's shaking? Uh, hi, I got. Uh, I I do have the code yes. uh, to get your order correct. What is that? Uh, <clears throat> when you give your order, very explicitly at the end of the order, uh, you say, "Now please do me a favor and get my order right, or you will die." <laughs> that that'll help. That'll, I, I think that might work. <laughs> it could be. It could also get spit or who knows what else on the sandwich. Who knows? You don't know. I think the girl, you know, they move them around from the uh, check, to, from the pickup desk to the front to the cash register. And I think recently I, the girl I had on the cash register was probably, you got her one of the times you got your order messed up. But this is the honest to God truth. This girl was very nice looking and clean looking and sharp looking. And I think, sure, she's about 18 years old. Showed me 80 cents change, okay? She pulled a quarter out of the drawer with one hand and a nickel out of the other uh, out of the drawer with the other hand she held them up at eye level and i kid you not she focused on that quarter and that nickel for 5 to 7 seconds which is pretty long i'm thought what in the world she put them both back in the drawer and handed me eight dimes huh you see, you sometimes sometimes you, you cramp up. Uh, I mean, that, you know. that that's incredible. She, <laughs> could, she, she, she just she couldn't, couldn't handle it. Well, sometimes but, you cramp up. I'll give you that. I, I mean, you know, sometimes I'll have that doing I'll, this. I got two questions to ask you, and I heard this, and I Googled it, and yes. it was substantiated. Yes. Uh, and I'll bet you get both of them wrong. Uh-oh. Do you know the number, according to Google, which, of course, can't be wrong. But no, anyway, there's nothing wrong on the, the Internet. The number one fast food chain in the United States. Do you know what it is? Number one. Well, there's a couple ways to look at it. You're talking about gross revenue. You're talking You're about talking stores. About, they, or what? Said, they said uh, 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 items, number items, and, 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 and value, the, the, the amount of funds. Mm, that's tough. I'd say probably a McDonald's or a Taco Bell. Subway. Subway. Well, there you go. I know and they were know, pushing real hard. Yeah. You know who sells the most cheeseburgers in the United States? I'd heard this before. And it was verified on Google. The sales of most cheeseburgers. Who's that? Quickly. In and out. In and out. I love In and Out burgers. And you know what? And I appreciate the call. But that's West, and we're not in the West. So I mean, what are you going to do? Florence, Jim, seven hundred WLW. 
Yeah, I uh, didn't get to listen to all your conversation as I was driving and got home, but um, this country does not have a work ethic any longer. The, the people, it, oh, don't take it personally about your order being fouled up. How many stores have you been in lately that the, one of the big signs you see is now hiring? Well, yeah, there's a lot of people, uh, you know, looking to hire people. I, I get that, sure. Why, why are they hiring? Because Johnny decides that he's got a hangnail and he doesn't want to come into work, so he doesn't. Well, that, that could be, and, and I appreciate the call, Jim. Uh, I mean, I, I've heard that from a couple people, and I've gone into a couple of, um, like, uh, convenience store, gas station kind of scenarios, uh, sometimes late at night. And, and, and I, I'm not joking. I'd say since the new year, there have been, I want to say three, but I, I, I can definitely guarantee tw- two different nights. I went in there and they had their third shift person just not show up. And then the people who were there had to stay and they're, you know, they're out of sorts. They got babysitters to worry about or whatever. And they go, yeah, it happens all the time. So there is something to it, maybe the type of work. And it's also a challenging gig. I, I grasp that too. By the way, before Matt Reese gives us our 10 o'clock report and disseminates mass quantities of information for us to digest, process, and think about our futures and what matters to us here in the tri state and basically around planet Earth, maybe listening on the iHeartRadio app. Is, is this. Uh, these stores had the Dominican Republic and uh, vacationers uh, issues. Uh, this weird uh, skywalk thing in Chicago that started to crack underfoot uh, that was caught on video. Uh, and a lot of other strange, weird things uh, going on. I'm wondering where it is you would either go to because it is a strange, unusual place or what you would or where you would avoid vacationing at any cost. We'll come back because it's uh, getting into the summer vacation season. And there are some shady places. And I've gone to some weird places. So let's have a little fun on your Thursday night. Straight away, your 10 o'clock report. Bill and Dick and others coming up. Let's talk vacation fun and dysfunction. We'll tie it all in together all when we come back after the news here on the home of the Reds with the Rangers in town this weekend. Hope to see you at the Great American Ballpark. Maybe Father's Day right here. 700 WLW Cincinnati. Hey, how you doing? Sterling hanging out Thursday night. 700 WLW. I think we uh, we exercised and solved the whole drive-through problem. I don't know if we've solved it. Sean Bolin on uh, Twitter, Bolin Sean Bolin three. He says, uh, "You've been to the drive-through six to seven times in the last nine days?" Question mark. And that's how it read to me. Was that very stern, judgmental? I know it's a lot, but I had no power for like into the eighth day after the tornadoes. Even though you know I had some uh, substitute power for a bit, but all the food in the freezer and the refrigerator was gone, and you couldn't get any more until they had all the power back on. It, it, it just it was the easy way to go. We ate good food, but there was also a lot of drive-through food, and they screwed me just like Joe Passy said uh, six, seven times though of that. It was just insane. <sighs> All right, I digress. So I'd like to move on to something else. And, and here's what I want to do. Because we're getting into the summer driving season. We're getting into the summer vacation season. All good times. Kids on vacation from school, concerts, festivals, stuff to do, people to see, places to go, unplug, just kick back and relax, have some fun, hopefully. And then I, I see these stories... Uh, like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, I talked about previously doing, like, the Flying Pig Marathon and some other stuff like that. You know, I've been talking about that. I was like, oh, yeah, by the time I'm 50, I'm going to do that before I'm 50. So I'm getting, I'm getting to the point where I, I got, like, a year. I, I got to get that thing done. 
And, and that is, seems crazy. It's 26 miles. And I've joked about this, but, but I'm also somewhat serious about it. There's a reason I bought a car when I was a kid, and I've had cars since then. One, because it's convenient. And two, because for, it's 26 miles. I have a car for that. But I still want to do it because I want to I want to push the boundaries and see exactly if I can handle it. You, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going I'm to try to get it done. But then I see stories like this. Two men die while competing in Madison, Wisconsin, Ironman. I mean, Ironman competition. I mean, that's serious stuff. It's crazy. Like I had a, a friend of mine. He did like the triathlon for a while. He, that was like his big thing for about five, six years or so. He was all about the triathlon. Wasn't enough to run. He had to bike and then, like, swim. I'm like, seriously, dude? I'll go swim for a couple hours, have some drinks, and kick back, maybe, you know, do I'll ride my bike maybe to the pool. You know what I mean? That's how, maybe to the pond, right? Pond better than a pool. Whatever the hell. It's the hell that goes with And the Iron Man's just ridiculous. It goes along with that. Uh, so that, there's danger to it. Now, I don't know if you're into that. I mean, a lot of people like to, to build up and do these type of things. Then, then, in the midst of all this stuff, there's some other travel stuff that's going on. If you get to Chicago, Used to be, I guess it was the Sears Tower, right? And they call it something else now. They had that uh, thing, they, that walkway, this glass or at least acrylic, something you could sort of see through, like a, a hooker shoes. I, I'm not saying it's acrylic. I don't know about the hooker thing. I'm just saying, okay, uh, there's video of this. You may have seen it floating around. Uh, it started cracking while people were, like, walking, looking down. That's why the thing at the Grand Canyon, which, by the way, is a great place to visit. I love it. I've been there, uh, like, two times now. Uh, and they have an observatory thing there, and part of that that's just crazy and insane to me, too, because it's a long way down. You just get to be stuff on a rock. And, and it's still hard to process just the enormity of it all and how insignificant we are. And, and with the tornadoes um, on uh, Memorial Day night into that Tuesday morning, uh, I, I knew I was insignificant. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I was raised to understand my insignificance, frankly. But it's become even that much more aware of where I stand in the big scheme of things, like a flea on a wet dog. She's going to shake us off sometime. I'd like to not tempt fate, yet I, I uh, like to go scuba diving and test my boundaries. And there's a lot of interesting and crazy things under there, and it's just amazing. So here's what I want to know. Uh, when it comes to the summer season, do you like to do stuff that's dangerous? Do you do, like to do stuff that uh, allows you to just kick back and relax? Are you a beach person? Are you a, hey, I want to go to the woods? Or, hey, I want to stay home, staycation kind of thing. I want to go underground. Don't tell anybody where I am. Unplug. Don't talk to anybody. Have some beers. Grill out. Uh, play some cornhole. Whatever it is, go play golf. Whatever it is, what is it that you like to do? And the reason I ask, because there are some places on, on like a list of things, I'm like, there is no way in hell I'm ever going to this place. Like, Mount Everest. That's like the other thing that now people have been going on, on Everest forever, right? But they're dying in greater numbers than ever because, one, there's so many people. Two, apparently, from what they're talking about, there, there are all these different groups that try to make it almost like a, 
what do you, what do you call it with like glamping or, or like camping, but it's a little bit more comfortable or whatever. I mean, you're climbing. Yeah, it is glamping. There you go. Thanks, Sheriff. So, so we're, we're, we're seeing more and more people do that and more and more people are dying doing these things. I, I don't, I mean, scuba diving, people tell me when I talk to them about it and they say, oh, dude, that's crazy dangerous. I don't think I'd do that. You could die. I've never really thought much about it, but you are underwater. You could be quite deep at times, and without air, you come up too fast, whatever. You could end up being a statistic. I grasp that. I totally do. So I want to have a little fun with this if we can. The good, the bad, the ugly of vacation stuff. I want to know the most dangerous, unusual, or whatever type of vacation that you either like to do or that you've done. Maybe something that didn't turn out the way you thought it did that still was rather like a harrowing experience, I guess, would be the best way to describe it. Or if there's some place that there's no way that you'd ever want to go. Like I always thought like the Dominican Republic would be like a cool place to go. But you got people that are apparently having some problems there when it gets to the mini bar and some other stuff. Now I'm like, mm, maybe that's not the case. Maybe I'll get to, you know, Wonder Indiana instead. Maybe maybe I'll get to the Smithsonian again. Maybe whatever else it is. So where would you never think to go? And, and do you like dangerous kind of stuff to sort of test your boundaries? And I guess it depends on where you are, A, in life. There's stuff that my buddies and I would do years ago that now when the, since they have kids and stuff there's no way that their you know their wife or their husband whatever would ever let them do it and the fact is that maybe it's not as responsible as it once was because you have people who depend on you i grasp that so what's the ideal vacation and the there's no way in hell i'm gonna go vacation kind of scenario we'll open up the phone the acute hearing center.com phone line open now 513-749-7000 800, the big one. That's 800-843-2441. You got yourself an AT&T mobile device, whatever, pound 700, get in that way, cost you nothing. Uh, and uh, that, that'd be one of those things. Like, I, I thought uh, it'd be, like, uh, cool to go to Hong Kong at some point. I've had friends who have gone uh, on business and for play, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's the place to go. And, and uh, we were just talking about the other day, and now there's, like, all these protests, like, millions of people there because China's like, you know what? Uh, you guys are getting a little froggy. We're going to put the clamp down on you because uh, you're really just a part of us, even though you're out there on your own. And so th that seems to be a place now I'm not so hip to going to. You know what I mean? Because I have a big mouth, and I'm an American. And I don't mean I'm like an ugly American. I mean, I may be aesthetically displeasing, but I mean the, the stereotypical ugly American thing. Because if somebody starts talking about, like, you know, uh, human rights and uh, being able to speak your mind and, and all the stuff that we take for granted here and the people in Hong Kong have taken for granted for a long time, Though for the last 25 years, you know, it's gone from British rule back to China, even though they've been sort of autonomous. Now there's a whole hell of a lot of people getting a reality check from one of a better way to do it. As I give you a reference to Gamble and Finn, they're not here. That's why I'm here, Sterling, trying to make sense of things on a Thursday night. And, and I go, I don't think I keep, could keep my mouth shut. I, I mean, seriously, in the midst of it, I think I'd probably say something. And then the next thing you know, I'd be like a, po a political prisoner or some type of problem. So I got I to gotta pick my spots. So vacation-wise, do you go for fun? Do you go for adventure? Do you go for danger? What do you do? I want to know bad vacation situations, places that you'd never consider going. And here's the other side. Maybe some place that you have gone that you are pleasantly surprised about, where you thought, no, nah, I'm not going to go. 
is dangerous or people are scary. And it turned out to be a really awesome time because I think most people in most places, period, just most people on Earth in most places, though there are places that are dangerous by, by you know, the spiders and snakes and whatever the hell, like the Everglades. There's stuff there that could just eat you. And the only thing would be left is like a shoe. And they go, what happened to Sterling? <laughs> I don't know. He had those Nikes on. And, well, he left one behind. 513-749-7000, the big one, pound 718 Let's have a little fun. Kevin Carr coming up at 1035, so we've got about uh, 10 minutes to try to make sense of things and talk vacation stuff and who knows what else here on the nation station. Glad you're along on a Thursday night, Sterling, 700-WL. Or today. Sterling hanging out fine Thursday night, 700-WL. W, your nine first morning forecast overnight tonight, clear down to 50 or so. Sunshine for your Friday, 74. Reds, Rangers getting it on the big one in Great American Ballpark for the weekend. 58 tomorrow night, clouds into Saturday. Chance of showers and storms. Otherwise, some sunshine, too. Looks to be pretty nice. Uh, close to 80. 68 to Saturday night, 83 Sunday. It looks to be nice for Sunday and Father's Day, so that'll be good. Still a chance of some storms, but I mean, it's starting to get uh, to be summer here in the tri-state. 56, your severe weather station, 700 WLW. All right, so vacation time is here. Lots of people with the kids off of school. It's ready to escape. It's ready to hit the road. It's ready to get out of town, go check out some stuff, see America, see the world, uh, or maybe stay home. I'm wondering, what is it you do? And do you like to attempt, uh, I don't know, say danger or do you like to do dangerous stuff? Do you like to go to dangerous or unusual places? I mean, just about anywhere you go can be dangerous at any given point in time. Stuff can go sideways. I grasp that. I'm not trying to scare anybody. Just there are a lot of weird stories as of late where, you know, uh, touristy type things where stuff's gotten a little ugly. And, And then I realized that maybe I've done some stuff that others consider to be dangerous and I never really thought about them being that way until, until recently. So I don't know if that means I'm getting a little bit older or a little bit wiser or whatever, but I, I like stretching it out a little bit. Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred, the big one in pounds, 700 AT&T. Let's go to Panama City, Sean, and then Dick on 700 WLW. Sean, I appreciate you waiting. What's going on? Hey, buddy. How you doing? I have no complaints. How's stuff going I hear you. Uh, um, I, I'm an avid scuba diver. And, well, I lived in Ohio for 18 years. That's where all my family is. And, uh, but I moved back down here to Florida where my mom and dad is to take care of them. And I scuba dive all the time here in Panama City. And I got decompression sickness. Oh. oh. From, I run out of air. I went and watched my diver's watch. I know you, since you dive, yeah. you know what I'm talking sure. about. And, uh, I wasn't paying attention to it and I come up too fast and luckily my buddy saved my life and our hospital has a decompression chamber and I stayed in there for six and a half hours. That's, that's insane. I, that really is. And how have you approached yeah. it since? You paying more attention now or did you take a break for a while? Oh, no, no, no. I, I tell you, I pay a lot of attention now. We were about a mile off the coast and they, they've got all kind of man-made reefs around here, which are really cool to go look at. Yeah. And uh, check out the fish and stuff like that. That's and I was about eighty. I was about eighty foot down. That's pretty far. That's enough. And that's yeah. enough. So I, I yeah. guess here's the question: uh, If you do that at home all the time, because I mean that's that's where you are now. What is it you yeah, do when you're on vacation? Do you go someplace else that's different? You come back here? Do you go uh, to the winter areas and like uh, yeah, or what? actually at Christmas time or fall time when the leaves change, I come back up to Ohio to visit my grandma. There you go. It's a uh, different to see because so down I, there I you do don't that. see it. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to comment, I'm not trying to change the subject, but I want to go back to the food thing since yeah. I finally got in. Sure. Um, when I was 10 years old, I worked in a Corvette shop, made 100 bucks a week after school. That's pretty good as a kid. Floor. That's huge. Well, yeah. And uh, when I turned 15, which was the legal age to work, 
buddy of mine that was a couple of years older than me worked at Taco Bell, so he got me a job at Taco Bell. I made it four hours one day at three thirty-five an hour, and I quit. <laughs> it was too much. You were like, not worth your time, I guess. Yeah, I've never worked in the food industry since. I, I know it's a tough thing for this business. I, I grasp that. I, I know, I, and I had some people emailing at me saying I, I was being too critical of people in the drive-through right. when I was hating on them. And, and, and yeah. I don't think it's unreasonable though. If you order X and, and you add pickles, then I want X with pickles. Uh, why yeah. is that? So, why is that so hard? Why? Why is that difficult to ask for? Why am I the problem? I, you know, I, I don't understand. It's like because we had Hurricane Michael, That's it right. was just kind of like I've seen, I seen pictures of my buddy in Eaton, Ohio, sent me of the tornado before it touched down in Brookville. Yep. And, uh, you know, we had Hurricane Michael wiped out Panama City. Well, they built a new McDonald's, and I went in there the other morning, first time they when they opened early in the morning at 530. Well, now they've got all these new kiosks, and you can't figure out how to order your food, and I couldn't get nobody. And finally, I yelled at somebody. I was like, hey, come and take my daggone order. <laughs> so that's the thing, Sean. I appreciate the call, man. And, uh, how is the rebuild going quickly? Is the stuff getting oh, better? It, I know it's a slow no, slog. No, it's yeah, it's going to be a while. Like you guys too, you know. It's tough. It, it's going to be a while. Yeah, we're we're two, three years out. I do construction work, and we're 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 two years out on people. Yeah, it, it's tough. And I mean, it, but, a lot of yeah. people making a lot of money getting it back into ship shape, but in the meantime, yeah, it's a lot of yeah. stress. It sure. was a scary thing. I stayed here for it. And, that, see that, oh, that? I got a lot of respect for it. I mean, at least with the hurricane, you, you got a little <laughs> bit. Well, you'll never stay. You stayed for it. Yes, sir. I was right here in the middle of it. Now, <laughs> did you not go because it was going to be too much traffic to leave? I, I've always wondered that. Well, you, no, because growing up here as a kid, I didn't move to Ohio until I graduated high school. But I've been through numerous hurricanes, but it mainly messed up the beach. But right. it didn't do nothing to the beach in town in Panama City. It just completely wiped us out. And, you know, I thought, well, it ain't no big deal. Everybody's da-da-da. So I stayed, and my house got leveled. I ended up getting in my van and putting my seatbelt on and praying to God for two hours. I'd say so. I mean, it does put a fear in you. So I guess the question is this. If there were another storm that comes, God forbid, I mean, it could. Do you I'm out of here. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. And you usually get I'm a little bit here. more lead time. That's the thing. And, I, Sean, I appreciate the call. Thank you. And, and this might be a topic, but I'm not sure exactly how to, to go about it. Because as an Ohio kid, somebody from here in the Midwest here, the Tri-State, Miami Valley area, wherever you grow up, I mean, if you grow out up in the West, you become familiar with the, the threat and the dangers associated, say, with uh, the earth shaking, earthquakes and stuff. And you, you get familiar with, say, the Santa Ana winds, that dry, hot air moving through and the fire that can be a danger when it comes to that. And then mudslides that come with rain. My God, it sounds like there's there's all kinds of hell there. And in other places, you know, you may have like a problems with like locusts and and, and what have you that come through and, and eat up like crops and, and attack people or whatever. And then other spots, there may be other types of things that you worry about. Uh, you know, we get flooding on occasion, and usually there may be a flash flood. But if it's coming down the Ohio or Stillwater or so many other different waterways, uh, you know, you've got a little bit of time to sort of get out of the way and know where floodplains generally are. Uh, you know, you may get some warning when it comes to uh, the fact that there's thunderstorms or a watch or it could be severe weather. But there are other elements where it just literally strikes down from absolutely nowhere at any given point. Like, I don't understand in pro- processing the concept that the earth could shake and swallow us. And I know there was, what, a, a 4.4 earthquake in northeast Ohio, not too far, I guess, from Cleveland area this earlier this week. And, and that, that just rattles my brain. I remember being a little kid, and, and there was apparently some type of earthquake in the area. 
And people are, oh, yeah, you know, did you feel that? Did you know what was going on? Did you hear stuff rattle on the shelves? I had no idea. But to, to constantly know that that's out there, I don't know how you prepare. I don't know how to. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Process that. I, I can't wrap my little brain around it. But understanding what we have here, at least, it's, it's, maybe it's just a matter of what you grow up with and you're familiar with. But I have a healthy respect for all that. I just don't like the idea that the earth could at any point open up and swallow me up like, you know, a drain uh, that you let the, the plug out of to, to drain the tub. It's crazy. 1030 report straight away. Matt Reese lets you know what's going on. Or is it Matt? No, it's Rob Carpenter. I'm sorry. Rob's like, it's me. It's me, man. All right. He's got that. We'll come back. Kevin Carr going to join us. One of the fat guys, the movies.com. We'll find out about what's new, that new Shaft movie, uh, and a whole lot of other things to get to before I'm done, including space.com's Michael Wall going to talk about the moon and whatever else is new going up there in the cosmos and space and whatnot. Now it's news time. Sterling back in a minute. 700 W. Hey, how you doing? Sterling hanging out. Fine Thursday night. 700 WLW. Just grooving for a minute. All right. That's funny. The broadcast sheriff, uh, Dave Keaton, says this actually sounds like Kevin Carr and myself, Sterling, in for Gamble and Finn. Uh, you know, maybe a little bit of vibe like that could be, I suppose. Just makes me feel. It does make you feel good, doesn't it? It just does. Uh, Kevin Carr, he's one of the fat guys. The movies. dot com. He's also chubby, and I'm stick. It's a whole other thing, and, and we can't talk about that yet. But uh, I just did, but I didn't talk about it. So that I talked about not talking about it, which is not talking about it. So I think I'm probably okay legally. Kevin, save me. What's going on? How are you? Well, it's like Chernobyl. You know, you know, they didn't talk about Chernobyl, but they talked about it. You don't want to, and everybody's saying Chernobyl's like the next show to watch, but they don't want to talk about it too much for spoilers because yeah. everyone jumped down everyone's throat during Game of Thrones when he talked about it. But here's <laughs> the thing. Here's my problem. I'm not even talking about movies at this point. I'm just hijacking this entire conversation. That's fine. Um, but I, let me just say this. I want to go back to the Chernobyl thing because that goes back yeah. to something else that I was talking I got more about to earlier. Say, yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. What I was going to say about Chernobyl is I. I can't stand the concept of people saying, oh, you've got to watch this movie It's or this TV show. It's heartbreaking, and it'll kill you. It's a gut punch. And I'm like, why do I want to do that? How is the selling point that this movie will just crush your spirit or this TV show will crush your spirit? It's sort of like that ad with the raccoons and the trash can. And one's like, oh, man, you should really smell this. It's terrible. It's really awful. Smell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's like the hot sauce. Is that, hey, man, this will light you up. Try some of it. And why do I want something that's going to light my head on fire? I mean, Your face you know, is going to melt off. It's so awesome. I mean, and I know there's the, the big show, that was it, Hot Wings or whatever the hell deal is that's on, on YouTube. Yeah. And it's funny, and I appreciate watching it a little bit. But I don't see the point of suffering through that. Give me something a good flavor. Let me consume mass quantities of, like, small, like, you know, mutant chicken parts. And, and then I'm happy with some cold beer. I don't need something that's going to make me end up in the bathroom for three or four days. Yeah, have, have I no, shared no, too much? I'm sorry. You know, it's, you know, it's great. You should try this. Why? 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 Well, because of diarrhea. <laughs> That's right. You sold me. That's correct. <laughs> Get the kaopectate. We're good to go. Uh, oh, my. <laughs> All right. So I, before we even get movie stuff, i got to ask this. 
Uh, yeah. So earlier I was talking about vacation things and, and you know places to go. Not there's been Dominican Republic's been in the news for a while, having nothing to do with Big Poppy, who of course that looked like a targeted hit attempt on him. But uh, other people have. Domin- that's the one. That the Dominican. That's like people are like getting a cocktail and dying. Yeah, right? which by the way does not make for a good time. No, unless you like Chernobyl, and, and so you go to this go to this resort. It's awesome. It'll literally kill you. But that's just that's the thing. I didn't get to this, but I'm glad you mentioned Chernobyl. Uh, people are going there on vacation. It's like uh, why? When? Okay. How? How does that seem like a good idea? Hey, let's do this. Let's ruin you know, ourselves. It, like I said, it's sort of like you know, if it's if it's winter months and you can't get the suntan on the beach, go to Chernobyl. You'll get some radiation some other way. Yeah, a little mutant children subsequently, an extra arm, a third eye. Well, maybe oh, people try to find that anyway. It's just, it's just not good. I don't understand the point of that. I don't. I mean, nope. you know, seriously, we don't. Go, hey, you want to go to Three Mile Island? No, no, I don't. <laughs> I, I remember what happened when I was a little kid. I don't need to be there now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. I I I, uh, I digress. Okay, uh, th- this is important. I don't know if we can get to Shaft theme or not. I think it makes sense. I don't know if we want to lead with this or this is. Is there anything bigger than Shaft coming to the movies this weekend? It's a kind of a mixed bag this weekend because, of course, the big one. What's probably going to be the big one is the Men in Black uh, International, which I'm just going to say it's it's okay. It's a fine movie. It's funny. Well, you the, got the, Tessa the, Thompson and Chris Hemsworth as the new Men in Black uh, characters for the MIB, and they're trying to stop some. It's a MacGuffin. It's just, so there's this like device they got to get that's a weapon, and they're trying to get it out of intergalactic terrorists' hands. It's just an excuse to launch the show or to launch the movie. Uh, but the two of them work well together because they're they were in Thor Ragnarok. You know, she plays Valkyrie, and, the, oh, yeah. and the, of course, he plays Thor. Uh, and, and it's it's a cute <laughs> movie. It's it's sort of like um, it, it's fun to watch, but it's you know it's like eating fast food. It's enjoyable, but you kind of forget about it when you're done. That's okay. Paper. Sometimes that's okay, right? I mean, you know, just it's just yeah. disposable. It's thoughtless. It, it's it's over. But it was a good ride. Or, or I don't know. Maybe that's not worth my twenty five dollars to go to the movie or whatever it costs these days. Because you get like a big thing of popcorn. You get a supersized Dr Pepper or ice cold beer. You're like at a hundred bucks for two. Almost. It's expensive, yeah. It's expensive to go to the movies. So yeah, I mean, it's it's it might be worth it if you like. It. If you're looking for something to see, it's, you can see a lot worse. It's fun, but it's also not like the must see. You know, when Avengers Endgame came out, that's like you have to see that one. That is the one everyone's talking about. Um, I think by the end of this sentence, people are going to be done talking about Men in Black. I mean, we probably are. No, yeah, I think we're done now. I think you've said all there is to say. I just remember seeing the first one. I was, like, so thrilled. And then the second, I'm like, is there anything left to say? Yes, keep the story going. But these same characters, same people. And I know you, you really love Will Smith, so you were I would probably. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you hate Will Smith so much? I think he's, I think in some ways he's overrated. People said, oh, he's such a huge box office star. And it's like, well, he picked a lot of safe movies. If you actually look at his career trajectory, once he made it big, which was great for him, and I have respect for that, he was then making people like, can he do, he's made more $100 million movies than he wants to go, yeah, because he picked all the safe ones. He did Men in Black sequels, and then he did these things. He never did, like, the art house film. He never really stretched. And then when he started to stretch, he started making some real crap. And and he's not unstoppable. He's very likable. He's got charisma. And then he had, and then he went, he, he and his wife made that thing called Jaden Smith, which is awful, and they tried to make him a movie star, and that was an absolutely unmitigated disaster. So that, that I just have, I, I, I guess I have more against him and his child. Well, what about uh, Willow, who apparently wants to be in porn, supposedly? I don't know if I buy that or whatever. And she doesn't want to be no. in porn. She wants to make porn films. She wants to be a movie maker she of wants the to adult be variety. Hardcore, then? That's yeah, what like, I think I read someplace, if you can believe the interwebs. Well, good God. I mean, anybody with a phone can do that. 
Yeah. I could make it this weekend. No one's going to want to watch it. Don't don't go hacking into my cloud account because it will be horrifying. Let me tell you. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just processing and trying to to understand. And so that's not already happened. You're saying you're planning it now. How old is Willis? Is she? I mean, I, last I heard about her, she was whipping her hair back and forth. But that was years ago, wasn't she? I, I think so. I think she, I don't know if she suggested it, somebody said it, or whatever else, then people got to her and said, yeah, hey, like if some big movie company was like, yeah, we, or big porn company, as big as they are, <laughs> was like, like, Universal Pictures. Yeah, like, no, no, oh, yeah, the Universal of Porn. <laughs> right. And they were like, yeah, if you want to make a movie, we can help you make a movie or something like that. I, I don't know. Wow. I don't know. I mean, he's, he's also. She's 18, so the, it's okay. The in the, land. The, the thing is, though, I will say this about it's him not right, but black it's... movies. The, the 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 first men in black they're all about Will Smith. Every movie that Will Smith's in is completely about Will Smith. Even a movie like Aladdin is not about Aladdin. It's about Will Smith as the genie. His ego's the biggest thing on production at the time. And so that's one thing that's nice about this new Men in Black movie is both Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth and you know Liam Neeson and Emma Thompson in there as well. They're all kind of. You know, they all they can share the spotlight. It doesn't all have to be about one of them. And I think that makes it a little bit refreshing. But then again, it's like, if you don't see this movie, you're not going to miss out on anything. All right, hang on a minute, because i, I got to stop now. i got to regroup. i got to reevaluate some things. Kevin Carr, can you hang on? And we'll come back, and we'll talk about Shaft, which is important to me, because it was a film as a kid I grew up with. I use it as a theme, and I think we need to get into this. And, and uh, Sam Jackson's in it. Can you hold on? Or, or I can. Because I know you got to be up at, like, the crack asses. Dawn, I think I can say that. It's not too late. I, I can do that. So hang on a minute. More with Kevin, more Sterling straight away. We'll talk Shaft and more. Uh, hang out. It's the big one that you're listening to. 700 WLW. Milford. Wow, it's almost like starting the show. Well, yeah, it's a new segment. It's the new show. So a chance to recuperate. It, it's a chance to get the wheels back on the road again between those lines. Or something like that, making sense of stuff on a fine Thursday night. It's Sterling, Kevin Carr with me, one of the fat guys at themovies.com. So I grew up uh, as a kid watching way too many uh, TV shows and uh, uh, getting to go see maybe some movies that I shouldn't have seen, maybe too soon, uh, or otherwise. Shaft's one of those, and it it had me from the get-go, and now they've remade it. So, uh, Kevin Carr, because you take the hit for all of us, because you're a fine, upstanding young man, uh, an American uh, of uh, the highest quality. You go to the movies as one of the fat guys at themovies.com. You take the hit for the rest of us so we don't have to spend $256 to go see a movie for overpriced popcorn, adult beverages on occasion if you're fortunate, uh, and then have us go, we're never getting the time of our life back ever again. Is the news shaft with Sam Jackson. No, no stress on you to be able to tell us rightly or wrongly. You realize that some people... Kevin, uh, probably go, oh, well, he likes it. I'm definitely going to hate it. Or he hates it. I'm definitely going to like it. Uh, Shut your mouth. That's what I'm saying. Shut your mouth. (laughs) Is Shaft worth seeing or not? I mean, just about anything (laughs) Sam Jackson does, I'm sold on anyway. Well, yeah, let me, but you got to frame this for what it is. Yes, it's named Shaft, and yeah, it's a new uh, characters and different, but but it's it's actually technically not a remake. You had the original Shaft in 1971, and then you had like these two other ones, Shaft big score and Shaft goes to Africa and then they actually did a short-lived TV series like all right just you know within 10 years of all that coming out and then they they, they did a reboot of it in 2000 with Samuel L. Jackson that was directed by John Singleton rest in peace that's right just passed away that was a it was not a remake because he was related to the original Shaft and even Richard Roundtree showed up in there in a a brief cameo this one is also 
in that line, it's technically a sequel. Now, forget the fact that you've got three movies named Shaft that are sequels of each other, which, which is incredibly confusing. You say, which one do you want? I'm watching Shaft. Well, which Shaft? Well, it could, could be any of those three. So they have uh, Samuel L. Jackson playing uh, the character of Shaft again, and you do have Richard Roundtree showing up as his father. And then this one also has um, Jesse Usher as Shaft's son, John Jr. And so That's a lot of Shafts. That's a lot of Shaft. And the difference is it's, it's one of those, it's not as uh, hardcore, sort of like hard-boiled detective as the other versions of the movies. It's a little funnier, it's a little more whimsical and silly. It's directed by Tim Story, and he does a lot of, he, he, I think he did the, um, uh, he, he, what was it, the, uh, the, the, the ones with the Steve Harvey book, uh, Think Like Man, is it Think Like a Man? He did that one, and then Think Like a Man 2, and okay. he did uh, the Fantastic Four movies. Uh, he, he's sort of a, he does a lot of comedy. He, he, he did the ride-alongs as well, you know, with Kevin Hart and Very funny, um, 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 Ice Cube. So you get that kind of chemistry with it, and it's the, the juxtaposing old-school John Shaft, who's, you know, the sex machine with all the, with all the chicks, you know, as they say in the song. Uh, <laughs> Can you dig it? Somewhat misogynistic, somewhat you know heavy-handed, and then you compare him to the millennial version of John Shaft, who's uh, an analyst for the FBI, but he respects women and he takes his time and he drinks coconut water and all that kind of thing. <laughs> the problem is, is that it's only really good when it's like the old school Shaft. <laughs> gotcha. Because that's sort of, like sort of the, what it is, huh? Yeah, the, the the new the new version of Shaft, the young Shaft, uh, that's out of its time is that's that's sort of like the Infinity Scarf albatross around this this movie's neck. Okay, all right, so. I kind of feel still like I feel like I need to go, but you're. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're sort of saying not to go. It's like a conversation with my, with my mom as a kid where she'd go, yeah, I, I wouldn't do that. But you need to think and make a decision on your Don't make the wrong decision. You shouldn't do this. But, you know, yeah. you're, you're grown enough to make a decision on your own. I kind of feel like I need to go. But you kind of I feel like you just told us all to, to not go. It's it's kind of a matinee kind of movie. Part of things, if you want old school Shaft, you're you're not really going to get it with this movie. It'd be sort of like if they did a James Bond movie, and they had his son show up and kind of teach him how to respect women and and not kill so many people. He'd be like, well, that's kind of what I like about a James Bond movie. I like the he he just he has a license to kill. He gets to do whatever he wants to. He beds whatever woman he wants, and that's not maybe that you know shouldn't live like that, but it kind of makes a fun character on TV or in the movies. That's right. And you know, so that's that's kind of how I feel. Though with that said, it does have some very some very funny moments. It, it, it's it's a comedy much more. I mean, because you go back to Shaft, nineteen seventy one. That movie was that was hard boiled detective stuff. It was, that was, it was. you know hard nosed. Oh yeah. And, and and I think also culturally it's different. You know, Black America needed uh, John Shaft in nineteen seventy one. That that kicked off the black exploitation movement, and that was a big deal because it was one of the first movies that actually featured. African Americans in the lead roles that weren't just thugs or or, or, or victims or something like that. It was it, it's kind of was important and from a cultural perspective. Uh, it's less important to have this Shaft movie, I guess today.
It's just pure entertainment, right? I got your popcorn for good or bad. Uh, fair enough. Uh, what? Anything else we're talking about, or should we let you off and to enjoy your long weekend? I know you got to get up like a, I don't know, in eight uh, eight minutes or something like that to start. Yeah, I got to be up in about two hours. No, yeah. uh, we'll say. Uh, the one that is worth checking, the one I like the most, this weekend's Late Night. That's the one uh, direct, uh, it's written by Mindy Kaling, oh, who was, of course, she was in the office and she did the Mindy Project. And it's about her as the only female working in the writer's room for a late night talk show host played by Emma Thompson. And uh, it's, some of it's drawn from her experience when she was the only female in the writer's room for the office. Uh, but, of course, it's, it's uh, fictionalized, and it's, it's more of a story about her trying to deal with it. Now, of course, she plays out a version of herself, as she always does in The Office or in, uh, in The Mindy Project. But if you like her comedy, it's very funny. It's very fresh. Uh, Emma Thompson's uh, hoot in this movie, uh, it's, very, it, it, it's, it, it's a good film. It's a really good movie, and it definitely worth, it's worth being seen this weekend. There you go. All right, Kevin, it's always good to talk to you, buddy. Yeah, we'll, we'll catch up again sooner than later. He's chubby, and I'm stick also. Hold, another thing I didn't say that but it is coming soon is all i'm trying to say or maybe it's out there now i don't know that's all i can say uh, there you go so uh, we'll, we'll catch up sooner or later thanks man enjoy the rest of your weekend i think i have to go she shaft anyway i think i do i think i have you to probably do I, th- I think it's required i, I think it's a mandatory viewing uh, i do all right thanks man uh, good to talk to you I, i'm all gonna right. go now all right and we come back after your 11 o'clock report rob uh Carpenter, Car- Car- where is he is a carpenter in there is rob carpenter in there he is uh, yes no he is i got the thumbs up uh i'm gonna talk a, a little bit about stuffed animals I know you're like, really? Yeah, because there's a very disturbing bit of research that comes out that apparently a disturbingly large uh, number of us uh, adults sleep with like a stuffed animal uh, or something like that and have since they were kids. Uh, I don't know if it's true or if it's just a bunch of crap. We'll get into that. And also how much people get involved when their kids are being bullied and what can happen. That on the other side of your 11 o'clock report and... Michael Wall from Space.com. I'm going to talk about uh, the cosmos and the moon. There's some weirdness up there, don't you know? Uh, that following the news here on the home of the Reds. It's Sterling now, 700 WLW, Cincinnati. Final hour, Thursday night, Sterling, 700 WLW. Glad you're along. I've seen Steve Summers. I've not spoken to him as I walked out. I was like, hey, Steve! I don't know if he heard me or not. He's getting ready. Get behind the wheel that... ATN Big Rig and get rolling. It's America's Trucking Network after midnight. He'll be here where I am, behind this microphone, trying to make sense of things as I am right now. There's a lot of weirdness to try to make sense of, let me tell you. 700 WLW, what you're listening to. I I got two things right off the top of uh, the bat here this last hour. I I, I just have to get to, there's just not enough time uh, to get to everything I want to. Uh, There are two things. And the first, I'll, I'll keep you updated, by the way, on the NBA Finals. Uh, Toronto's looking to close this out. They lead uh, the best of seven series, uh, three games to one. And uh, right now, I think it's 88 86 uh, into the, I think it's the third quarter or just into the fourth quarter. Uh, so we'll let you know how that's going. I don't know if, if you've dealt with this when you were growing up and you were bullied, or maybe you were a bully. If you've got kids and, and uh, you either had some bullies. <laughs> <laughs> that are under your care or whatever, or maybe it's your little one, uh, Spawn, little boy, little girl, or whatever else that might be occasionally taking a beating uh, emotionally or physically or otherwise uh, in relation to everyday life in school or in the neighborhood uh, and what have you. And it's a it's three games to one. There you go, because it's, it's game six. Three games to two, the best of seven series. So there you go. Uh, thank you, uh, Sheriff, correcting me there on that. I misspoke. 
I'm sort of twisted up here on this weird thing about bullying. It's a strange scenario. Most people, one way or the other, you've been on one side or the other of the coin. And in fact, maybe you've been a bully at one point and then ended up being bullied or the opposite. Uh, It's just the way life goes sometimes. Sometimes you are actually, uh, somebody may think you're bullying them and you don't realize it. I mean, I I used to get uh, made fun of and and abused uh, on a regular basis with a name like Sterling. Come on. And and I uh, was apparently a very talkative, I asked a lot of questions. As a kid, I still do. The difference is I've turned it into some type of business opportunity of sorts uh, as we try to make sense of things here. But this is where it gets weird. And uh, the only time my mother ever got involved in a bullying situation where I was a victim, other than telling me how I need to handle my business and, you know, stand up for myself, was when it was girls that were bullying me. I know it's it's a little embarrassing, but I, I'll own up to it. Here's the deal. I'll tell you what happened and then uh, give you a chance to sound off here. And we'll open up the acutehearingcenter.com phone lines. So here, here's a scenario. I am probably six or seven years old. And I am riding my bike around. And there are some older girls in the neighborhood. And I was friends with one of the younger girls. Older girls were kind of cute. Uh, even at that age, I was like, hey, how you doing? And uh, at some point, somehow, I don't remember exactly what it was, one of the older girls so like, uh, sort of like shoved me and knocked me off my bike, and then they took my bike. I'm like, that's not cool. Give me my bike back. And uh, they wouldn't give me my bike back. And then they uh, rolled back to their house, which was like on the other side of the block or whatever. So I come home, and... My mother has people over at the house. As she's cooking. There's a bunch of people there, and I'm a little hacked off. I'm embarrassed. I'm angry. I don't have my bike anymore, and my mother always told me never lay a hand on a woman, girl, female, period. Right? So I come in, and apparently I, she tells that I storm through the house, slam my bedroom door, you know, or whatever else. So she comes in there, and everybody's like, what the hell's wrong with Sterling? Which people would ask regularly anyway. But because I'm acting out in a different fashion, they're like, well, that's crazy. What's wrong with the kid? So she comes in there. And she's like, well, what's the problem? I said, the girls, you know, apparently I was all whining and crying or whatever. I was, they took my bike and I took the bike back and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, well, why didn't you just take the bike back? I'm like, she told me never to hit a girl. No, I was going to do was going to like hit a girl. Whatever. She's well, sometimes if a girl knocks you on your ass first. You got to defend yourself. You take your bike back. I'm like, wait a minute. Because even at like seven years old at this point, I'm like second grade. I'm like, you know, you, you can't just in the middle of the game change the rules. You know what I mean? This is like a, some Keanu Reeves thing. I'll put my arm around you, but I'm not putting my hand on you. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, I don't understand. I cramped up mentally. So then she, you know, later on after everybody leaves, because then it's like a joke, which it was even worse because everybody's like making fun, laughing about the whole scenario. Like, this is terrible. And it still comes up occasionally in the family get together. Remember that time those girls took your bike? Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. But now I brought it up here to you, okay, uh, for good or bad. So, you know, then she's like, well, this is the circumstance. Woman knocks you on your ass, you can defend yourself. A little late in the game. So I end up getting my bike back. Uh, you, you know, she uh, and I uh, go, go back to the house, and she talks to whatever else. And, get it. and it's embarrassing. Now that I think about that, that, that is some weak uh, thing. Mom has to go with you to go get your bike back, but it's kind of a weird scenario. Which leads me to this story that's gotten a decent bit of attention, which is a situation where a mom has uh, got herself in hot water now, and got arre- she actually got arrested. She's got a kid who's in school, in elementary school, and 
apparently, and this is in South Carolina, Greenville, where I actually had a chance to work about 20 years ago, and I, I for some reason I, I took a pass. I don't know. I, I, I was staying here. Anyway, so uh, she's there. There have been emails. She talked to the teachers and the administrators. Her little going had been being abused for a while, you know, lunch stuff, playground stuff, or whatever else. And the only other time that I like, dealt with any real bullying other than, like, little stuff, well, like, a girl was like a girl would, like, come up and, like, on the playground and, like, punch me, you know, and then my, everybody was like, well, this because she likes you. She hits you because she likes you. I mean, there's a hard thing to process when you're little. So wait a minute. So she hits me. She must like me, which is totally the opposite of what they tell you later on in life. But uh, that's neither here nor there. So uh, this mom, after dealing with the administrators and the teachers, so there was no benefit. There was no solution. Uh, the problem was ongoing. Teacher then was following the kid everywhere he went, which has got to be like a highlight of a teacher's day, by the way. And I have friends who are educators, but I've not talked to them about this uh, prior to going on the air with it, sometimes I'll like a text or call. Hey, what about this? This happened. Tell me what. Tell me how you deal with this. Uh, so, if you're an educator, I'd like to hear from this too. Uh, so, she then apparently shows up at some point and she engages in verbal confrontation with these kids. Bad idea, right? She's involving herself now in a child squabble. I, I, that's the only way I can possibly describe it. And uh, then it ends up apparently. I don't know if it somehow gets physical in some fashion. Apparently, I don't know exactly how, which is ridiculous. I mean, you know, I don't know. When I was growing up, occasionally, if you were stupid in the neighborhood, you might have a neighbor, like, put the hand on you, smack your ass, and then you'd come home, and then mom would come home from work, and somehow that neighbor would have communicated with mom that I'd done something stupid, then I was going to get it from her. And I would have preferred the physical penalty rather than the conversational one. Because mom always wanted to be like, so why'd you think that was a good idea? I'm like, I don't know, I just did it. Well, that's a dumb idea. You should never do that. Explain to me why, and then go get a switch. So then you had to go chase the switch off a tree or a shrub or something around the house outside to then come back in, ponder what was the dumbass thing that I had done, then in addition to that, hope that I didn't get a switch that was too small because, holy crap, if I got a switch that was too small, she'd go outside and get something much bigger. She hates it when I say these things because she's like, I did not beat you. People think bad things about me. However, on occasion, I would get a physical correction. on And sometimes it was just important for me to, like, reevaluate, I suppose, to get my attention, I guess, to take it back to the teacher in Carolina, right? Because we're talking eight and nine-year-old boys and girls, right? She didn't even know who she was looking for, whatever else. So she made a bad play and a bad decision. But this is the question that I have. Either side of, of the equation of the bullying, and I think most have probably been on one side or the other, maybe both. As a parent, do you ever and how, if you do, do you get involved with the bullying that takes place? If your kid is a victim of bullying in the neighborhood, maybe with your own kids, maybe at school, whatever else, do you say something to those other kids? Do you get involved in a situation with that? Do you just hope that the administration of the school handles it? Do you do like my mom and just said, here's what you have to do, stand up and, you know, and be a man because nobody else is going to take care of you later in life? except when it comes to the girl situation, which she said never lay a hand on a woman, which is a good rule, but you should be able to defend yourself, I would imagine, right? 513-749-7000, the big one, pound 700 AT&T, the com phone line open. How do you deal with it when it comes to your kids being bullied or the other side of the coin? Do you hope that the... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Authorities handle it? Do you even get them involved? Do you, do you actually verbally get in, engaged with them? I had a situation, and it always goes back to me walking the dog in the neighborhood, right? Here's the thing. So I'm walking the dog, and uh, kids are coming home from school. They're older, like high school kids, and there's a little girl, and uh, she and her mom and, and the other kids are getting, like, groceries out of their car. So the high school kids are coming by, and they get really belligerent with the little girl, right? Lewd, suggestive, nasty, right? And uh, mom's in and out of the house. A little girl, you can tell she doesn't know exactly what to do or say. And I happen to be there with the dog. I apparently don't exist because I'm a middle-aged dude, and that's how life goes sometimes. So this is going on, and they're sort of like getting really crappy with her and threatening. And I said, you kids need to shut the hell up and leave that girl alone. So I, I ended up saying something to it. They looked sort of shocked. I said, yeah, you heard me. I said, you leave that girl alone. Treat her like you would your sister or somebody else. Get your ass home. At which point, the mom comes outside and says, man, I'm so glad you said that or whatever else. And some other people that were you know, in and around, they're like, man, I can't believe you did that. That's so cool or whatever else. So, and even that, I was told subsequently, I probably should have been careful not to do that. Either A, the high school kids might have like swarmed on me or that I might have been in a situation where they would have said something like I was somehow a problem. And all I was trying to do was prevent this little girl from uh, having bad things happen to her. So what do you do? Do you get involved or do you not? 749-7800, the big one, and pound 700 AT&T, your chance to get interactive. Let's take one here before the break. I'm already late. What the hell? Westchester Chris, 700-WLW, <laughs> how you doing? Hey, what the hell, you know? No big deal. It's just advertisers, that's all I have. No, no, no. They'll, they'll, they'll be there still, but, I mean, you know, I, I wanted to get that's you okay. on. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Now, listen, uh, first, yeah, you should get involved. But remember, there are girls that you are allowed to hit, and do you know who they are and what they're called? Uh, boxers? Sisters. Sisters. Oh. Sisters are not girls. Sisters are not women. Sisters are called family. And there are no rules when it comes to family. Because me and my sisters used to have some knockdown, drag out, just straight up ass kicking. Now, were they younger or older? I'm guessing they were older, probably beating you down. Yep, older. And then I got bigger. And then it went <laughs> the other way. But yeah, no, no. But they, that should be the first girl and the first woman that you should defend against any other man. Right. But as far as, you know, you, you, your sisters, you know, and brothers, they kick the crap out of each other all the time. Sure, so sure. That, that, is a, that is one of the little uh, loopholes in that rule. But as far as getting involved, you should, especially in today's society, because of, you know, we, we place so much emphasis on emotional trauma now, and especially with younger children, because... As far as I'm concerned, all the way up to the age of eight, that is the true innocence of a human being. Sure, that is that. The, that is the time of learning, the time of healing. It's, it's when all you're, you're just bombarded with so much information in, in your life, and you have to retain it all and absorb. I mean, it's, it's just really rough. So, in today's society, with the, the socialism, I mean, the social media and everything else, you you do have to get involved now. Unlike when we were kids, and mom said. You know, we didn't know what bike helmets were or seat belts or, you know, <laughs> you went outside and, you know, as long as you were back before the streetlights came on for dinner, they didn't care where you went or what the hell you did. As long as the cops didn't show up at the house, nothing burned down and nothing blew up. That sounds about good. like that, that. That's how I grew up. Yep, that's it. That's how I grew up. But today it's different. It's, it's a different society. So, yeah, you, you do have to get involved. It, it, it's one because of the safety and the stability of the child. 
And two, it's 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 more of a moral thing. I mean, you just can't stand by and watch that stuff. And anybody who does just they just have no compassion. They're just their their human abilities in their body have somehow left and. They're, they're just people now, you know. What but I mean? you, but you can't lower yourself to the seven and eight year old conversation to that level. You got to be an adult and handle it as an adult, exactly. rather than engaging them as if you were actually in the same peer group. And believe it or not, eight and seven and eight year olds are a lot more astute and a lot smarter than they were when we were. I mean, oh, we were idiots. They, I don't know. I can't. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to speak we for you. I, I was an idiot now, and people you still know. think I'm an idiot. And I, well, and I am we only on like Wednesdays. Said, remember, we were the kids that said, "You know what? I'm going to take an umbrella." Open it up and jump off the roof, and I'm going to float to the ground like Mary Poppins. I'm, at least I'm not the only one. Chris, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you. That, that's funny. I, might have lived down the street from me. I don't know. A uh, quick break. Come back. Your chance to get interactive. Do you engage those kids that bully yours, or, or do you try to get in touch with their parents? How do you deal with that? Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. The big one at pound seven hundred eight and T. Quick break. Come back. Also, there's a weird thing about stuffed animals. I'll get into as well. So hang out. Seven hundred W L W. Sterling hanging out, 700 WLW. Glad you are as well. ATN rolling after midnight. Michael Wall from Space.com after your 1130 report talks about some weird stuff just recently discovered on the moon. And who knows what else is happening in space? He does, and we'll pick his brain about it uh, in just about eight minutes or so. Uh, This is a strange thing. I love research studies. I I do. Uh, Some of them are completely ridiculous. Some are very revealing and and seems to uh, show us to be either, uh, well, sometimes ridiculous. I shouldn't judge, though. It's not nice. Uh, but this is strange. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, this new thing from Sleepopolis, that they've, uh, they're sleep industry experts, supposedly. Uh, they uh, looked at some 2,000 adults in a survey, and, and uh, here's what they found. And this is the headline. A third of adults still sleep with what they call a comfort object from childhood. A stuffed animal, a blanket, a pillow. I'm not sure exactly what else would go along with that. Something they say that helps reduce anxiety. I mean, you just, you know, anything to help people sleep better and feel more comfortable, I guess, is really the nature of it. And and by any means necessary. I mean, you know what, about uh, 40%, 50%, depending on where, which medications are included, at least about 30 to 40% of us are on some type of medication uh, for, uh, you know, anxiety or depression or, uh, you know, you pick the the dysfunction. There's a whole lot of people taking some meds uh, to try to get through it, including just stuff to help get a good night's sleep, which they say less than 30%, about 27% of us uh, say they get a good night's sleep on a regular basis. So 41% say they can't fall asleep without uh, having uh, some, like a ritual to, that goes along with that, whether they uh, make sure all the doors are locked, uh, sort of like an OCD kind of scenario, uh, watching a specific TV show or movie. I- I'll do that, but I go in cycles on that. The Andy Griffith show for a while was very comforting to me on all that. Uh, warm bath or shower, the list goes on and on. So a little bit later, I'm just curious, do you sleep with a stuffed animal or a pillow or your whoopee or, or whatever else that goes with it, a special pillow or, or something along those lines? I mean, it seems pretty wild to me, but there's nothing. I mean, if it helps you sleep, I couldn't give a care less. I, I, you know what I find amazing is that that many people admitted it. And I'm not meaning that in a derogatory way. I just think that I don't know if I would I would admit it because I have filters missing that most people, I think, keep in place. I don't know. Michael Wall from Space.com will join us after Rob Carpenter gives up the 9, uh, 1130 news. And uh, we'll see if he sleeps with a whoopee or something along those lines. And, and a lot of other stuff to get to before I'm done at midnight and ATN rolls. Hang out. News now. More Sterling coming up. 700 W. RDI. 
Sterling hanging out 700 WLW. ATN rolls in about 24 minutes or so between then and now. It's us trying to make sense of things. And a guy who knows from what's going on in the cosmos and space, at least more than most of us, uh, is Michael D. Wall. He's from Space.com. Welcome back to The Big One. How you doing tonight? Good, good, good. How are you doing? I'm, do, I'm doing okay. I appreciate you making time. Uh, normally, when, when I, I mean, I know that the moon is it's close. We've been there. I mean, I haven't been there. Maybe you have, uh, but humans <laughs> have been there, right? Uh, yeah. On a relatively regular basis, and we're talking about coming back to the moon and then using it to bounce somewhere else or something. But usually, I don't imagine hearing a whole lot new about the moon. Yet, in the last, what, week, 10 days, I guess, there was information about something odd and strange that either has been there a long time or just bubbled up. What the hell is this mass that is there? Uh, They say it's bigger than, like, Hawaii by multiple times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I mean, like, we aren't sure exactly what it is. It's, it's, It's like this buried, like, anomaly, mass anomaly is what scientists call it, which basically means there's more mass there than there should be. There's, like, something really dense under there. That that yeah you know, that they've detected, um, and I'm not sure what it is. It's probably some some like pretty like metallic asteroid that slammed into the moon at some point and became incorporated in yeah like into the moon and is um just kind of lurking there like into the crust. Um, but yeah yeah, it's just one of those things you know. I mean, there's there's a lot of mystery out there, and I mean it's pretty much everywhere you actually look. If if you look hard enough, you you find weird stuff. How how is it that this was just found? I mean, was it the Chinese when they were there because they were there on the other side, and we don't know exactly what they did, or is it just now that the technology exists? Because I mean, why did we not hear about this before? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 probably just that like our equipment is just always getting better and better. I mean, NASA launched these these like super sensitive probes to the moon just like a few years back. They actually ended. I mean, they're not operating anymore, but they were they were the first ones that, that could really map out lunar gravity in, like, real detail. So we, we were not able to even kind of make these sorts of measurements where it's like, okay, lunar gravity is normal here, normal here. It's a little tiny, tiny bit stronger here, which means there's more mass under the surface than we would have thought. They're, they're really precise measurements to actually make. And so, yeah, I mean, like, we get better and better at it over time as we learn more and as we invent more and more precise equipment. Very cool. It's it's just bewildering to me ever since I was a little kid. Maybe it was about I Dream a Genie. I, I don't know what it was, uh, but, but, you know, Major Healy and the whole deal, uh, talking about, you know, getting back up there to the moon or somewhere else. And I never understood, Michael Wall, by the way, from Space.com, and this has nothing to do with anything, but if you had a genie, or, or even like with Bewitched, it never made sense to me, they always shame these these uh, these abilities, these people who had them not to use them. By God, if you can't take advantage of the, the, the technology, the skill, or whatever it is that you have that's magical, What's the point in having it? I never understood that. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> that seems like a really, really big, yeah, kind of missed opportunity there. Yeah, like, I, I would agree. I realize that's probably not a real thing going on, but it, it, as a little kid, I, I remember why? Why wouldn't he let her do that? I, you know, it was just strange. It was just very weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I know you've had fascination with this for a long time, and you're like the head writer at Space.com. I mean, you've studied all kinds of different things, and you talk to people who are in the know, who go to these faraway places, or help build and design these technologies that get us there or uh, get there, so we, maybe other. Others and generations in the future, or maybe sooner, can get there. So I guess the, the next question is, if we don't know and stuff is still just popping up there and we don't even know what's in our seas, how concerned or disturbed should we be about uh, these extra steps we're talking about to get to either Mars or wherever else in some time in the near future? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, the, like I think it's, 
it's like it's good that that we're kind of pushing to kind of get out of our own backyard with with some urgency. I mean, I don't know if we're going to like put people on the moon by 2024, which is which is what actually NASA is trying to do at at, at the direction of of the Trump administration. That's a really aggressive timeline. I don't know if that's going to happen. But it's it's good to have a little urgency to kind of push for something really ambitious. You know that that's how we did it in the first place back back in the '60s with the Apollo program. There was huge urgency because there there was a Cold War space race going on, and there was all this national pride and like technological achievement at stake, and like all of this stuff. And we don't really have that anymore, so we kind of have to manufacture some kind of urgency. And I mean, I don't mean like like we have to gin it up and make make some where there's not, but it's it's like good to, to kind of set ambitious goals for ourselves because we've, you know, we've sort of proven in the like, past that we can't actually do this stuff when we put our minds to it. And yeah, I mean, I think there are people who are upset about like, well, if, if the ultimate goal is Mars, which it seems to be for the entire world or people who, who kind of care about human spaceflight, it's like, that's where we want to go for lots of different reasons. Then why are we stopping at the moon first? We've already been there. So, yeah, I mean, there is a debate about that, if that's the right decision, because it's going to cost a lot of money and take some more time. But, like, I don't know if we're ready to go to Mars and to do something there safely and, and sustainably over the long haul. And that's, that's what the argument is NASA is making about going back to the moon, is we need to learn how to sort of live in deep space and do this stuff while we still have a little bit of a safety net back on Earth. I mean, if something <laughs> goes wrong on the moon, we, we can get back within like two or three days, theoretically. If, if, like if something goes wrong on Mars, you're just done. There's nothing you can do. Is the idea, though, eventually that it's the escape route because uh, things will either get so bad here or the idea of searching more for those uh, resources, some of which maybe we're not even aware of, mineral-wise or, or whatever, that we could then come uh, back to the, uh, you, you know America or uh, planet Earth with and maybe uh, benefit all of mankind or, or, or what? Because, I mean, I, I'm mesmerized by the whole concept. And, you know, if, if, I'll take that one. We've talked about this before. I'll take the one-way trip to Mars, but <laughs> yeah. there's a whole lot of money, a whole lot of resources, and it is all inspiring. But what would be the long-term plan, or do we just not know until we find out something more? Well, it's probably one of those things. I mean, it just depends on sort of who you ask, right? There are lots of different reasons why we want to do this. One is because we're explorers by our nature and so forth. You know, human dolls want to see what's over the next hill or, or kind of beyond that, that, that next sea. That's something that we do. And there are others who would say, yeah, we, we like, do need to have a kind of safety hatch if we screw things up here on Earth, which seems to be happening with, with I mean, that, like we aren't like, kind of taking very good, good care of our home planet, so it would be good to have kind of an out. But, but also, yeah, I mean, if we want to kind of push out and just make the next step for our species and just, just open up a lot of exciting like New Horizons, and I mean, that, yeah, there are huge amounts of, of wealth in, in like asteroid mining, moon mining, this sort of thing. There is that too. It's like we could better people's situations here on Earth. We could get a lot of resources from space. And then, I mean, you could talk about Mars. It's also like, I mean, scientific discovery there, especially because there's the, um, there's the real possibility that, that there was once life on Mars. And I mean, maybe there actually still is buried underground somewhere. So it's going to be hard to find that stuff just with, like, the odd lonely robot here and there if it exists. So kind of sending people there, one of the big motivations is to actually do, like, a really good job of actually looking for signs of of some sort of Martian life. So there there are all these different reasons for us to kind of want to do this. And, I mean, people can agree that we should go while having different reasons for 
for wanting to do so, you know? I think so. Somebody already reached out to me because I teased the fact that you were going to be on, and you do have something at space.com about this, and I think it's kind of funny. They said that there had been a on Mars what looks to be something pseudo-Star Trek logo-like <laughs> that's up there. Yeah. Clearly, yeah. I mean, that's, is that looking just for something or anything, a familiarity, or is there really something? I mean, I see it, but I mean, <laughs> I would never have thought that at first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we actually saw that one. Uh, yeah, yeah, one of NASA's Mars orbiters, which which like spends all of its time looking down at the planet's surface, taking pictures, really good pictures. And yeah, it actually found this this landform that like looks like the like Starfleet insignia, which is really cool. I mean, I don't think it's it's long dead Martians reaching out to us um, or anything, <laughs> but um, it's just one of those things. I mean, if you take enough pictures of enough landforms over the course of many, many years, you'll eventually find one that sort of looks like that. There you go. Uh, he's Michael D. Wall from Space.com. W- what else is going on? What is new in, in the world of space? It's been a few weeks since we've talked. We, we, we touched on the moon thing and, and that whole idea uh, of what's been found. We, we know about this uh, Star Trek uh, looking uh, like a logo deal. Uh, what else is happening? Well, there's some cool stuff. There, there was just a story that came out just, I mean, I guess it was just actually yesterday. Um, Jupiter's moon Europa, which, which has a subsurface ocean under its ice shell, they, like, they've done some analyses, Hubble Space Telescope imagery of that moon, which is really cool. It's one of the, the like, kind of go-to places for scientists looking for, for signs of alien life. It's one of the best places that, that could host alien life because of that ocean. And they actually found table salt on, on the surface of that moon. I mean, NACL, you know, that, that same stuff that, like, makes up what, what, what we use here on Earth as table salt. And actually, table salt is, like, the main salt in, like, our oceans here on Earth, too. So it's really cool. It just sort of suggests that, that the ocean that's, that's on Europa, under Europa's surface, is, is pretty Earth-like. It's, it's, it's salty in the same way Earth's oceans are, are salty with, with table salt, sodium chloride. I mean, it doesn't prove that they're Earth-like or that there's life there or fish swimming around or anything, but it's just intriguing. It's like, well, this, this, this huge ocean that probably contains twice as much water as, yeah, but, you know, as all of Earth's seas combined, um, is like a little more familiar to us than like you may have thought previously. Well, it is crazy interesting, and uh, I would love to be able to you know have uh, I guess some time when we actually get there and find out what's going on to the next thing. But I guess they'll keep doing it long after we're gone, as long as we as a, a people, I guess as humans, are, are around too. Anything else of consequence before we let you hop off to get some sleep and, and uh, continue <laughs> on with your your ongoing mission to uh, inform the masses about everything that is space? Well, it's just yeah, this this yeah, this moon stuff is really getting a like a real push. And there was just like a little weird wrinkle in the kind of we're going back to the moon story. Like last Friday, there's this weird like there was weird like kind of tweet. President Trump tweeted something out that said, "Why are we going back to the moon? We should be concentrating on Mars." And that took that took everybody by surprise. I think NASA was probably taken very much taken aback because you know President Trump put them on, on course for the moon and and said we, we need to get there by by twenty twenty four. So it was one of those moments where it's like, well wait, like like is this big moon push now in doubt because of a single presidential tweet? And no, I mean he like yeah, clarifying statements came came from from some like White House officials and like, no no no, we're we're still going for the moon but what what he meant was just Mars is the 
is the ultimate goal that's not lose sight of that and so on and so forth. But it's, it's, yeah, it's just one of those things where, like, we live in an age where, like, a single tweet can make people reassess what their career goals are and what, what our direction as, as a nation and as a space program are. It's just, yeah. Life moves very fast in the days of social media. <laughs> well, I'm yeah, going to go to Mars. No, we're doing the moon. Screw it. I'm going to be a janitor instead. Whatever it is. I have no <laughs> idea. You know? or, or a talk show host or a writer or whatever, herpetologist, you name it. Or maybe yeah. a, a, a world champion NBA final, a Toronto Raptor, 114-110 over Golden State. That just happened. So uh, there's that too. Oh, well, man. Is that, that bad, is that bad for you? Unfortunate. Oh, is it? I mean, well, gold, like Golden State should really win some more titles. Really? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I'm in San Francisco, so you know, I did have a dog in that fight. So. I I, I do understand. I was waiting to hear your response. I'm sorry. It was a hell of a run, though, and you'll probably be back yeah. again next year. It's like four or five years, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, they were they were hurt. They had so many injuries. You know, Kevin Durant tore his Achilles in the last game, and it's just it's just been. It, it, yeah, your writing was sort of on the wall, but it was all coming to an end. That's it. It was uh, a hell of a run just the same, and there's always next year. It's good for Toronto, though. Sorry about the Bay Area and uh, so on, but the uh, way it goes. So the final 110, uh, right, 110-112, Toronto uh, beats uh, Golden State. Uh, sorry to give you the bad news. I don't know if you had that on in the background while we were talking or not, but if you did, you were able to focus fairly well uh, in the midst of that. So I, I, I respect it. Always uh, good to talk to you. He's Michael D. Wall. You can find him on Twitter. I got him there at Sterling Radio, and he's from Space.com. Thanks for the update on what's going on. It's always a pleasure to talk about what's going on up there and everywhere and nowhere all at the same time, man. No worries. Thanks again. Take care of yourself. Quick break. Come back. uh, There's more to do. So Sterling coming here. Uh, 700 WLW. Lucy Ford. Sterling almost out of here. About five minutes away from the Midnight Report. Rob Carver will give you the news. What's going on all over the place? And she rolls after that with Steve Summers. I'll be back uh, Saturday afternoon, actually, I think at uh, 3 to uh, 6, and get you the inside pitch, ready for uh, Reds and Rangers, uh, Texas in town, Great American Ballpark, uh, Father's Day, big fun of the ballpark then, too. Lots of stuff happening this weekend. i got to mention this, and I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call it an argument, but a buddy of mine said that he thought it was disgraceful that the U.S. women's national soccer, soccer team in the World Cup in France that the only way I could say exactly what it was in, in truth would be to say that they, they just flat out uh, gave Thailand a beatdown um, in the match uh, Tuesday. They won 13 to nil, 13 goals to none for Thailand. And they, they just went to work on them. That's the best way I could describe it. And it's fantastic, I, I think, in a lot of ways, getting them attention. Uh, maybe of the masses here in the states that may not pay that much attention, certainly a confidence builder or whatever else. You you almost kind of think about what you want to save some of those goals possibly if, if one make it three nil and save ten of those for future games. But that's not exactly how that works. You take all as you can whenever you can get them. I grasp all that, but I mean that's one of those debates. My buddy's like, it was embarrassing. They shouldn't have done it. They should have a run rule like they do, or like a goal rule the way they do a run rule in, in the kids' sports in baseball. And I just looked at him because. I was like, who are you? I, I, I mean, seriously, it's the World Cup. You, you run your plays, you run your schemes, and if you can dismantle them and take them apart bit by bit and you can figure out who's doing what and how they can handle the ball and what seams and creases they can get into and do it, then you do it. I'm sorry for Thailand. They should have been more prepared, should have been tougher, should have found more people that could actually kick a ball into a goal. Or what. I don't know. what the, this, the way it is. I mean, they beat New Zealand 5-0. 
They beat South Africa 3-0. Going back in, in the first part of May, they beat uh, Mexico uh, 3-0. So at this point, I mean, they're just running the table at 13 nothing. I don't know how you come back from that. I, I mean, you just got to leave it behind. You just leave it on the pitch. Is, that's what they call a soccer field, you know. And, uh, and you just leave it. There. But 13, uh, my buddy, he was serious. He was yelling and starting to like get real irate with me, like, how dare I? He goes, that's the problem with America. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Or, or am I a part of the problem? Because I looked at it and say, if you can score, you score. That's what, I just had to mention that because I, I found the conversation shocking. Uh, oh, and I got to say this, 114-110, uh, Taron Bland, very happy about his uh, Toronto Raptors. As an Ohio kid, for some reason, he's a Raptors fan, and, and I am too. Golden State loses, uh, NBA final, NBA champions for 2018-19. Toronto Raptors. It just happened just a little bit ago. Uh, and this is something else I, I got to bring up. And, and I don't understand this. If you've had yourself an occasion to have some love and stuff, wife, girlfriend, husband, boyfriend, whomever you care about is going to give you some time and, and you're together in, in, together in, in the biblical sense, if you know what I mean. Maybe you've had some music on in the background, right? It sets a mood, uh, you know, depending on... And it's all a matter of what you like or what they like and, and, and just sort of how you deal with that. I mean, that, that's a personal thing. But I, I don't know that... I, I, I'm bewildered by this. There's a study that's come out that says, apparently, a large number of people, like 17% of people uh, are out there who have, like, iPods or earbuds and stuff, they're listening to music with the, the AirPod in their ears while they're having some sex, while they're getting the love and stuff, where they're getting it on. And it's not like music for everybody. Like, both parties have their, their AirPods or their earbuds or whatever in their ears or whatever it is, listening to whatever music of choice. Well, here's the problem with that. If she is listening to jazz and you are listening to country or rock or whatever the hell else, and the music is not matching, there's a whole, you know what it is? It's a risk of injury. Because you're in a rhythm, you're in a pace, you got a certain thing going on, and you're feeling one thing, and they're fe- you got to have the same music. Get the earbuds out of your ears and get into the moment. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm old. I'm just trying to say, you got to be on the same page. You know what I mean? It, it, it's like going to two different movies, and it's not the same experience. Do you know do you, all right, I got to go. I've, I've done too much. ATN rolls next. It's America's Trucking Network. I, everybody's just shaking their head. You don't wear earphones, your own music. For It's a shared experience. Rob Carpenter, uh, he has the news. It's a shared experience. He's disseminating information. America's Trucking Network rolling after that. That's Steve Summers. I'll talk to you Saturday afternoon. I'm Sterling, and this is the home of the Reds. 700 WLW Cincinnati. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.